celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting. With news not heard in the news, the International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Today, our show is packed full of treasures you will not want to miss. As investigative producers for this show, well, our juices get flowing when we can open doors a whole lot wider to support humanity in steps one has not thought about the night before our delivery. A book titled Meet the Hybrids, The Lives and Missions of E.T. Ambassadors on Earth, was written in 2015 by co-authors McGill Mendoza and Barbara Lamb, along with the assistance of eight hybrids. Hybrids with human and ET DNA who are guided by their star families and other individuals. We are so stoked to have our two guests with us today, McGill Mendoza and one of the eight hybrids in this book, Jacqueline Smith. Thank you, Paula, for picking up and opening the pages of their book. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Well, uh, let me tell you how I came across this book. Uh, I'm in a book club, and it's a book club where we read only spiritual and and metaphysical books. So uh, one of our members chose this book, and uh, I started reading it, and I was about the third way through, and I thought, we have to interview the the people that wrote this book and 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 we actually have a privilege to have a, a actually one of the hybrids on the show with us today. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, these individuals are really courageous. <laughs> and they're they're one of the planet's forbidden subjects that uh, people haven't talked about much. Meet the Hybrids is the first major book to give a voice to the hybrids directly, allowing them to share their fascinating experiences and important understandings with others in their own words. The book tells not only the stories, but those of the ET races and which they are a part of, and um, and that the races who have helped and guided them. Their book is structured around interviews and informal conversations with the hybrids conducted through 2015. Although they used a standard set of questions to give a way to compare across experiences, they let the conversations evolve naturally as each hybrid had their own focus and they had their own story. Every conversation was enlightening, expanding, and challenging on its own way. After the hybrid's presentations, the co-authors would spend days and hours thinking about each interview and the particular ideas or experience that they that they had presented excuse me i'm losing my voice and it was a wise and insightful and personally required personal expansion to be able to accommodate them i mean this is just a wonderful two-way street here mm-hmm. mcgill and jacqueline thank you so much for being with us 
Jacqueline Smith is uh, one of the hybrids that's in the book, and we are just so honored to have her with us today also. And I know both Jacqueline and Miguel have busy schedules, and we are so lucky to have them with us. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Welcome, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Miguel, uh, let me start with you first. Uh, What was that first glimpse of time like for you when you realized this was a journey you wanted to take in writing Meet the Hybrids? Hi, Miguel. Are you there? Hey there. Yes. Did you, did you hear the question? Yeah. The first, um, the first moment where I, well, the first moment I realized that I wanted to do this was when uh, I find Barbara um, to inquire about her hybrid research as I got absolutely hooked on the subject, ended up writing a novel incorporating hybrids, and I wanted to speak with her to deepen my understanding and potentially connect me to some of the hybrids that she knows personally so that I could, um, if they were open to it, take a look at the manuscripts and see did this bear any resemblance to their lives and experiences. And I now realize um, that it would be some and some, let's say. Um, But at the beginning of that call, Barbara said, in fact, the first words out of her mouth were that she'd just come from a meeting um, of the Institute for Human Cosmic Interaction. um, And that is a group um, dedicated to well, uh, Jacqueline can certainly tell you more about it, but their mission is, is generally to sort of help raise human awareness of the ET interaction on this planet. And, and that just got me fired up because I have a background in the third sector, working uh, with NGOs, looking at how to communicate important, complex information to put, to the widest possible audience and also particular audiences. Um, And so that reactivated all of those circuits. And I came back to Barbara uh, a week later with an eight page discussion paper, um, which was partly a strategy document and looked at how we could help, how I could help that process and what I thought might be important in that process and to me the most important thing was that the hybrids are given the space to share their understanding um, as as unmolested as possible Um, because we've all seen the kind of ropey jobs that can be done by the wrong people when they come into this field Um, and and basically they just kind of ransack the place and they don't seem to have a great deal of uh, respect. I mean, they're like very poor house guests. And so I felt of critical importance was that we just give a, a platform, give some space to the hybrids where they can share their understanding. And uh, I had absolutely no idea what that, journey was going to be like. I I had no idea how personally involving 
it would be and the kinds of things that it would um, awaken in me. Let's say that um, for now, but we can we can come back to that. So that's where it all started. Kind of some sleepless nights, huh? <laughs> can, we, uh, can you um, uh, give for the listening audience that maybe never had heard uh, hybrid? Uh, what's the definition of a hybrid? Well, um, uh, in this work, there do seem to be differing interpretations, but I think for the purposes of this study, of uh, the, the things that we are concerned with, um, I would say it is somebody who has a genetic component um, of ET races. I mean, you have soul star seeds and um, others who may have ET souls, if you like, uh, in human bodies. But the hybrids we're talking about are those with a genetic ET component. So what is the difference between us? Go ahead. I was going to say, I hear the expression uh, star seed all the time. So what's the difference between a star seed and a hybrid? Well, as I just said, um, my understanding of it, um, and it's, it seems to be somewhat contested, um, I don't think that there is um, a kind of concrete consensus necessarily. People have their own experiences, their own interpretations, their own language, but um, when we were having these discussions about semantics, about definitions, so that we could put together a glossary um, what came back um, from the hybrids was that the difference between a star seed and a hybrid is a genetic component. But that would be something where, you know, Jacqueline would be able to um, perhaps get into that in a little more detail. Jacqueline, you want to uh, tune in, <laughs> charm in with uh, us? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. And... Uh, as Miguel just said, um, really the the way the language we are using in terms of those of us who had the opportunity to to be interviewed um, for this book is that we were all genetically enhanced as either be you know as we were in the womb or after actually coming coming um, into human form. So for, for myself, I was genetically altered while my mother carried me in the womb. My mother was taken aboard a ship. They inter, um, injected, injected her with, I, would, I like to call it a cocktail, of, of DNA mix of, of seven or so different races, and in, in, um, so that that went in directly into my womb and enhanced my genetic makeup. Star seeds. My my perspective is everyone on Earth is a star seed. That none of us are from Earth. All of us are from the stars. So in a general sense, or using a general term, we could actually say everyone on Earth is a starseed. So the, 
again, we're differentiating that between one being genetically altered or enhanced as they came into this lifetime. Um, let me ask you, um, Jacqueline, if um, throughout, like, <clears throat> presently, Hmm. I can't hear you, Hello? Taz. <clears throat> Are there enhancements uh, for upping your um, genetic uh, DNA as as you progress in this life now? Absolutely. Um, they, the star beings, the different races will come in, and they call it recalibrating me. Um, upgrading me, and so they do this on a regular basis so that my frequency continues to be raised and raised and raised in a way so that I can fulfill the mission that I'm here to do, to do what I'm actually here to do. So I appreciate that and um, em embrace that. Yes, it, it continues to shift my DNA codes, and raise my frequency in, in a wonderful way that I can continue to be more of who I am and to expand, to expand in consciousness. They have continually expanded my consciousness actually throughout my entire life and continue to do that now, whether they come and do it here or whether I'm they take me to a ship to to do that. So I've had both those experiences, and um, I understand them, so I welcome them so that I can gain more understanding, more insight, and really be open in a way um, to really share who I am and to be that bridge between star races and humanity, so I do consider myself a bridge in that way, and that then allows humanity to continue to, um, you know, the part of the reason we are here as hybrids are, are to continue to raise the frequency of humanity. Raise so that's so your mission. Yeah. Um, it's part of it. There's lots of aspects to my mission because I do many, many things. Uh, in life, but that's that's a basic, um, you know, basic response to what you're asking. But I've been I've been telepathic since I was born, and so I teach workshops and classes and give talks, uh, teaching people how to telepathically communicate with star beings as well as animals, and so. A big part of my mission is being very focused on reminding humanity that they have this ability that as they develop that and open up that gosh we all we all have these abilities, and it actually is a natural way of communicating hmm. <clears throat> Jacqueline, once you speak um or an individual hears you speak, 
is there a frequency that comes from you that allows them to become less on guard and, and willing to unfold to a broader way of thought for the betterment of the planet? Uh, many people have given me feedback that when they spend time around me, that they become more open um, and that things start getting activated in them. <laughs> I'm not intentionally doing anything other than just being who I am, but it's a natural part of my frequency where people will just say they'll get around me and all of a sudden they're able to do something psychically that they were not able to do perhaps a couple days before. So it, it's just a natural part of my frequency and um, and so that's a wonderful thing to be able to share with others and, and to offer without really having to do anything other than to be present and to be myself. Yeah. M- McGill, um, do you believe that the book, your book has helped the hybrids come together as a group? Um, well, uh, again, Jacqueline will be able to give you um, a, a rundown of how that was um, at the International UFO Congress. Um, Barbara and I had been talking about how we were going to uh, kind of action the book, how we how we might bring the information out to a wider audience and the subject of conferences had come up and um, and and I said, well, I mean, well, if you know a bunch of you are going to be there anyway, I mean, what about getting some some of the hybrids up on stage? Um, and and I just I could see it. I thought, well, not that I've been to the congress, but um, I felt that this would be taking the entire conference to a different level because it's one thing to have researchers come up on stage and lecture for an hour and a half about you know what they've what they've what they've researched what they've got from experiences and um, document releases and so on and so forth it's a completely different thing to have a group of people get up on stage and say, I am part ET, and if you want to know why the beings are coming here and what they're doing, I can tell you. I mean, that is a quantum leap. That is a completely different kind of conversation. I mean, I believe there is a division of labor. I believe that all of the work that is going on is valuable because this is a highly complex picture that we are trying to put together um, numerous times um, our friends participating in this book had said to us that the beings will say to them they don't have all the answers, that they can only speak to their experience, to the realms that they have experienced, to what they understand of reality. Um, and so when you start to hear information like that, I mean, that that takes your understanding to a new level because I think a lot of people have the idea that if they could talk to an ET, they'd have the secrets of time and space. They'd understand it all, but it just 
It does not seem to be that way at all. We all have a piece of this. And so every conversation, every article, every documentary, every piece of information that we bring together helps us better understand uh, reality itself, because I think this is, this is not just about uh, spaceships and aliens. This is not, it, it is so much broader. I mean, for me, um, I came to understand through this process um, that this is about understanding reality itself. And when you're trying to uh, develop something that complex, I think we need to have as much information coming together as possible, as many voices coming together as possible. And so I think we all felt, I mean, Barbara and I felt incredibly blessed that six of the eight hybrids were able to make it to the UFO Congress and come together to share their experience. And uh, Jacqueline can, can tell you exactly how that was and what the reaction of the audience was, um, what kind of interactions took place. Um, and I think you'll find it fascinating. Do you want to input on that, Jacqueline? Sure, I would love to. Um, it it was an amazing conference, and I felt very honored and blessed to be a part of it, to um, to be there and have the opportunity for us to step forward and and share. And the wonderful thing is that the audience really embraced us. For example, after our talk, people just started rushing towards us and and hugging us and tears saying, oh my gosh, thank you for having the courage to share your stories because it's now helped me understand my story better and will give me the courage to talk about my story and some were just so grateful um, in terms of listening to our talks and got insights into things just from listening to um, about our experiences. And the um, the six of us who were there, um, I've known three of the others for a number of years, so so we were already close and. I had the wonderful opportunity to to meet two of the other hybrids, and we all just connected. There is a bond between us that that really does not have words, but it it was I would say a deep love, a deep connection, a deep respect for each other because we all come from different races or cultures. And so that's great fun for us to be able to discuss that. We spent uh, time together, but we spent a great deal of time, actually, after we gave our talk on Thursday and the, the Congress was over on Sunday, actually um, a number of us spent the rest of the Congress talking to people because <laughs> it was 
wonderful every time we turned around someone either had a question or what was wonderful to he- hear was the thank yous for for the talk that how much it had helped them and so we have all come much closer together with having the opportunity to have the incredible experience of being interviewed um, by Miguel and Barbara, who who are just wonderful. We're, we are all family, and um, it, it's we are all very close on a soul level and on various levels. So the Congress was amazing. Many people said they thought um, this talk was groundbreaking. It's the first time it's ever been done at a, at a conference like this. And so it, it was just an incredible um, experience with, with just so many gifts and blessings. And it did bring all of us um, closer together. And, and we are also discussing... Um, that we will be talking on a regular basis with each other and maybe developing a, a community or conference or something along that line so that we can also give uh, perhaps some talks and also support others who are discovering that that they too are hybrids uh, experiencers, star seeds. So it's we see a wonderful opening with this, and we're it's just just wonderful and amazing. Jacqueline, how you spoke about things being different between different hybrids or where they came from. Was there a particular aspect that you were surprised that? other hybrids were experiencing certain things that you hadn't thought about? Um, For me, not really, because um, we have much in common, like, uh, you know, with different, the way we all feel, regardless of what race we come from, we, we, there's, I don't know how to say it. Other, there's it, it's kind of like there's an an, an innate understanding okay. between us. So I I we just you know I can say something and the other person even though I hadn't met one or two of them before one of them I could say something to and I knew she would get it. So there's there is a little different rapport. It it doesn't make us special or anything. It's it's just a different experience that we are in. Do you feel very supportive when you're with uh, other hybrids? I mean, like a comfort <laughs> and a support. Oh yes, it's it, it's like a party. It's 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 a celebration. We have great fun when we when we do get together. Lots of laughing, and uh, we can talk about things and. Um, do things that we might maybe not uh, feel so free to do if we were just in a perhaps a different setting. But but we are all, um, I would say, um, open in that we're always willing to share. And 
embrace those who want to learn more and understand better what this is all about. So, again, it's not like we're a closed community, but when we get together, we do have great fun and things happen that that are are fun for us. Um, a number of us speak the language of light and receive symbols, and so we, we have um, great fun and have a number of experiences with with those kinds of things it's easier uh, easier for us to manifest sightings you know with ships coming in and things like that so what is the message that you are here to share with our planet um uh, all hybrids or is, do they have different messages to share individually for me uh, and I think a number of the other hybrids uh, mention similar things in the book, which which was really wonderful because none of us knew what each other was saying as we were interviewed. And until the book was <laughs> really put together, uh, we did not know how many similar things we were saying, which was which was great. But a key message I've been sharing with others actually most of my life is that we are all one that that no life form you know one there is no one life form that is higher than another that that we are all equal regardless if it's a tree a cat a plant or um a, a star being from another universe we are all equal and we are all one because every we are all energy. We are all whatever you want to call it, life force or divine divine love. Um, that's how I like to refer to it. That that we are all one and that is a key message they like to share, that the star beings like to share and that I've been teaching for a very long time in workshops. And Miguel Oh, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. I I was just going to share also that they encourage us to take care of this beautiful planet, and for humanity to really um, choose, co- you know, working in cooperation rather than getting stuck in in greed and and war, and and to not make judgments about other cultures as good or bad, because that's a very human perspective. Well, I was going to ask, Miguel, was there uh, one big thing that was a, really a big surprise to you while you were doing the interviews and, and creating this book? Oh, my God. Um, yeah, every other sentence, um, <laughs> I would say. Um, I think... It was a constant challenge. Um, what became clear to me is that there was no way I was going to be able to um, stuff this into my existing paradigm. It is bigger than that. Um, the only way I could possibly uh, deal with this on any intelligent level was to expand with it, was to set aside uh, the need to understand it all intellectually. That's a big part of it. Um, 
there's so, oh my goodness, there's so many things that Jacqueline said that just floored me that were really tough to get my head around. I mean, conceptually, none of this works on a human level, right? In terms of our paradigm, the Western materialist paradigm, none of this works. So there's lots of people who would come to this, try to fit it into their paradigm, and that's natural. Obviously, we, were gonna, we are going to do that. Um, with any experience we have, we try to understand it. We can only understand it through our existing lens. Um, but there are many, many things that force us to grow, to expand, to accommodate them. And, I mean, this, this has got to be... This has got to be the top of the heap as far as that's concerned. Like I said before, there's no... There are no boundaries of this. You, ne you cannot hit the back of this subject. I've said, uh, Jacqueline and I have been back and forth on this numerous times, her always saying to me, Miguel, you're never going to understand all of this. And I'm saying, oh, that sounds like a challenge to me. And, <laughs> and off I go. And, oh, God. And I can see the look on her face. And, you know, and, you know there is a lot of love there. She's very indulgent. She lets me get on with it, um, but she knows what I've come to know, which is that, frustratingly, I think that's actually true. I think that in this form, with this kind of mind, with the access that I have, I will not understand all of this, but... The experiences that I've started to have as a result of um, hanging out with hybrids for a year are, again, beyond, beyond a kind of rational, conventional explanation. Um, I have been having an ongoing series of experiences that... If I hadn't been talking to these guys, I wouldn't have any framework for them. I would just, I would file it under miscellaneous. But um, the first time I met Charmaine, one of the uh, English hybrids, um, when we embraced to say goodbye after hanging out at the Glastonbury Symposium for a few hours, um, there was... Um, Wow, that's the craziest noise. <laughs> Did anyone else hear that? Yeah. 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 That was bananas. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it's a call from our star family. <laughs> yeah, well, at this point, you know, nothing's off the table, right? So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, stranger things have happened. So, um, so as I was saying, uh, when... Uh, Charmaine and I went to say goodbye. Uh, we embraced and basically got stuck together. It was it was really peculiar. We just couldn't seem to let go, and without any obvious reason. And I visualized. I had this kind of what I would now understand as a kind of third eye experience of seeing this this white light, this kind of orb of white light within our chests, if you like, as where we were 
if you like, our hearts were connecting. That was the center point. And there was just this orb of white light. And, and I had, again, at that point, no framework. So I just thought, well, that's interesting. I just got this really strong visualization of this, this white light. And this has been a feature. This keeps happening to me. Um, I was talking with um, uh, Carol Jewell, the lady who, um, one of the ladies who co-founded the IHCI, and I started to get the same reaction to her as I have with a lot of the hybrids. Um, I just get this this energetic shift, but with her it was completely different. Again, with everybody, the energetic response is unique. With her, it was, I visualized and felt rippling waves of white light running from the base of my spine up through my body, out my head. And it was so strong. And then the last time uh, Jacqueline and I were on Skype, we were talking about the process of, of uh, putting the book together and so forth, this project. And I said to her, um, well, Barbara and I are just channels for this. And as I said that, I had this vision of this, this kind of wedge of white light, this arrow-shaped white light passed through my body from back to front. And as it passed through my chest, through my heart, there was just the most incredible bliss, just bliss. And... Uh, Jacqueline was responding to that comment and I had to stop her and just say, whoa, just, oh my God. Oh my God, I've got to, t I just got to try and describe what the, what's happening to me right now. Do you remember that, Jacqueline? Oh yes, definitely. Oh my God, it was just, it was crazy. And, and this has been happening constantly. And so, uh, when I was talking to another friend recently, uh, an old friend of mine who I'm convinced, I always thought he, he was part ET before I'd even heard of hybrids. I always thought there was something just off planet about this guy in the most wonderful way. And I was talking with him and my energy started to shift again and I saw his energy as this kind of swirl of white light and then I drew this, this image, this symbol that I'd seen, and I showed it to one of the other hybrids, Vanessa Lamorte, uh, Lamorte, and she said, as I showed it to her on Skype, she kind of, uh, she kind of took a moment and she said, oh, that's really interesting. I just heard clairaudiently the term dimensional key. So before oh. going to sleep tonight, meditate on that symbol and take that with you into dream time and see what it unlocks. And this is the level, right? These are the conversations. These are the experiences I'm having. And at the start of this, I, I just wanted to be this kind of quiet, respectful social scientist sat to one side with my uh, notional clipboard simply recording what these guys are saying about their experience. And, it, and when I was talking with uh, Juju a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to her about this energetic shift that's going on in me, 
all these visions, uh, the symbols, the awakening, and suddenly it hit me. I had this epiphany, and I seem to get one almost every time I speak with her, like a, because I'm able to talk this stuff through, um, talk it out loud, just think it through, work it through, and new understandings form. And I realized, oh, my God, all this time, for the last year, these guys have been saying to me that a big part of the mission here is to uh, raise the vibration and awaken people. And holy cow, that makes me the embodiment of the mission. All this time, it hadn't occurred to me. And suddenly, in one moment, I realized that everything I was experiencing is everything these guys are saying they're here to do. Yeah. So what do you do with that wow. other than embrace it as best you can? You know, it, it brings to the forefront exactly what, uh, you know, and by you saying these things, Miguel, um, it maybe opens doors because maybe others have experiences and don't really know what's happening to them. I think that's just magnificent, you know, bringing this up. Um, and, and it's interesting, Jacqueline, when you were talking, you talked about light symbols. In 95, I had like a white cylinder that came over my head and like a netting. And all these symbols and numbers and everything. I was doing a lot of research at that time. And a lot of these symbols and everything just merged right into my body, like clouds, like, you know. And I sat there. I was really, I mean, I knew something was happening, but but yet what do you say, right? I think, well, eventually I'll know what, what this is all about. Or <laughs> being downloaded. What yeah. what a beautiful experience, and many people, um, it's it's wonderful, are receiving symbols, and symbols are frequencies. And what's terrific about that is the best we can in this 3D realm, because I draw tons of symbols, is that even though um, when when I draw the symbols, they are of course on, you know, flat piece of paper, that's what we've got. But energetically, when people look at my symbols or put their hand over the the symbol, the symbols are multidimensional, and they can experience the symbol in that way because they're all frequencies. So the symbols um, coming to people and... Um, and and coming into people, being downloaded into people, are all um, different aspects of frequencies as well as light information. Are, is that what uh, is that what crop circles are? I mean, are they frequencies yeah, being downloaded very, to Earth? They're very much in the same way. When I look at a crop circle, I see it multidimensionally. I don't see. It's not just on the earth for me. I'm looking at, wow, how far it th- that as- aspect of the crop circle might go up. I mean, far, far into the sky, deep, deep into the earth, and expand out for miles and miles and miles. It's It's not contained in just what they are designing, the designs that they are 
putting um, into and onto the earth. And so it's very, um, that's great insight. Yeah, that's exactly, it's very, very similar. Paula, can we Are there hybrid? Okay, okay, I was just going to ask one more question. Are there people walking around that are hybrids that do not know it, that they're not aware that they're a hybrid? Absolutely. Yes, and 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 the great thing about meet the hybrids coming out is it's it's definitely going to be awakening those who are hybrids so that they can know who they are and not feel out of place um, so much and and know that their experience of themselves is is real and that there are others that they can seek out to get support. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just interject um, that on that I got uh, an email just as we were going on on air um, from somebody who um, said, you know, I I won't list all the details he's given, but basically himself and his brother... Um, had had some very odd stuff going on throughout their childhoods and growing up, and their bodies are very different, shape-shifting, all kinds of things going on, connections with um, craft, with beings. Um, and he said, my brother and I have always known we were different and suspected we were hybrids. I think there are a lot of us here a lot of us out here living quietly explain to our kids why they're different and who our space cousins are. Thank you so much for writing this book. And that's that's just one email. And that's one person. You always have to think, well, the amount of people having that experience um, is always going to be larger than the amount of people who take the trouble to compose an email and set it all down and send it. So... Um, the response that we've had um, coming directly to us and coming through other people has all been positive. Um, it's been incredible, and it feels like with all of these uh, interviews we're giving, uh, sharing this information with people, um, helping people to perhaps fill in some really important pieces in their own experience. Um, I mean, that's certainly been... That certainly happened for me personally. I had, over the course of this time, um, started to put together the pieces of my own life, my own uh, my own way of relating to this planet and its people. And I finally kind of got the courage to face that and to think it through. And um, I was speaking with Juju, uh, and I I talked to her about this and said, well, you know, do you have any sense of what that might be, what I might be, um, if it isn't exactly human as we might think of it? Um, And she said, well, you already know. It's in you. You just have to be willing to explore it. So I started to explain um, to her, um, set out why I was asking the question, and then the strangest thing happened. 
I felt like my body was in some way unplugged. And then it's like someone was using my mouth as a loudspeaker. And this one sentence came out, I have the soul of a wanderer. And so I started to look into that. And I read Carla Rukert's book on the subject, and I could not believe it. All of the accounts in there of people feeling like they've, their soul is from elsewhere and is incarnated in human form for particular reasons was absolutely consistent with my experience. So that, that's another aspect of this kind of awakening. And so, you know, when people talk to me about, well, you know, is there any proof for any of this? You know, do you believe these people? I can only say, well, my God, I mean, the experience that I've had, that is real to me. That's as, that's as real as proof gets. It's, I'm actually internalizing this, and it's giving me uh, a framework for my own experiences. I don't, um, I don't necessarily identify as a hybrid, but identifying as a wanderer, yes. Well, Jack, Jacqueline, this is the kind of work that you do with others. You want to give out your website so people could um, connect with you, that you could help them. Yeah. You do starseed readings, right? I do uh, star, star, yes, I do star origin readings with people, helping them to understand actually their very first origin when their soul came into being. I also work with them with this current life experiences i i am a certified hypnotherapist and working that way and i also um work as a, a psychic with people and an animal communicator um for over 36 years um, my website is www.jacquelinesmith.com jacqueline is spelled j a c q u e L-I-N, and I also have a, a couple books out, um, Animal Communication and um, Wisdom of um, Animals, Star Origins and Wisdom of Animals. Jacqueline, do you have a phone number that you would like to give out or any workshop events you'd like to just briefly talk about? Well, my my workshops actually are listed at my website. I don't, okay. um, and that that would be terrific. And um, actually, my phone number is um, also listed at my website. Um, okay, it, it's kind of easier if people email me okay. about things. So that would be wonderful, and and they can get my email. It's, it's Jacqueline Smith at JacquelineSmith dot com. And the book, Meet the Hybrids, people can just get hop onto Amazon and get it there. Um, Miguel, is there well, a website yeah, for the on, book? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, that, that is meetthehybrids.wordpress.com. And on the site, um, people can uh, find pages. There's a page for each of the hybrids with... Um, their statements, you know, setting out their, um, if you like, their sense of self, their sense of uh, mission, and um, they will all welcome, um, you know, positive, respectful inquiries via email, and there is a contact form 
um, for each of the hybrids on their pages uh, so people can come to them directly if they wish. Mm. So that was uh, Meet the Hybrids at WordPress.com. Meetthehybrids.wordpress.com. Oh, That's oh, the website. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dot WordPress.com. And there's a general, there's, there is a general contact form on there. Uh, they can reach myself. Uh, I can forward emails if need be. But if they wish to go to uh, the hybrid pages and uh, email them directly, there are contact forms on each of their pages. Well, Miguel and Jacqueline, you both are quite magnificent magnificently a fresh breath of air. You know, you bring forth the dynamics of how populate, populating our planet with new DNA supports not only our growth, but awareness of how our creator is supporting our awakening, too. <laughs> Thank you for being yeah, here, I, like, in our hours I, of, of need as we transition for this <laughs> for this awareness to uh, to become one on the planet. Well, Well, thank you for having having um us on the show it's 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 really wonderful to be able to share this well, really I can't believe how so much. I can't <laughs> believe how things are moving so quickly I mean how much awareness is coming you know it's like second by second more people are getting aware and because of your help so thank you for uh being a part of this and uh doing all the hard work that you've done so yeah we appreciate it. Oh, Great. thank you for being. Thank you for being with us. Wow. Thank you. Mm. Blessings to you both. You too. Likewise. Thank you. Blessings to you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. Bye bye now. Hey, it's me, your house talking. You know to make me really happy? Go to Lowe's and get some tools to fix me up. They have the widest selection with the right tools for every job. You do that for me, I'll give you back those socks you've been looking for. And maybe your sunglasses. But not the watch. The watch is mine now. Make your home happy all season long and go to Lowe's for great deals like a free Cobalt 80-volt max battery via rebate with purchase of Cobalt string trimmer, blower, or chainsaw. Offer about 3.9 through 3.31 on select Cobalt products. See store for details, U.S. only.